The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast on a Monday night, less than 24 hours from the start of the 2019 NBA Conference Finals. The NBA playoffs uh, keep rolling along. We're now into down to the final four teams, and joining me tonight to discuss the two matchups for the Conference Finals, Akshay. What up, Akshay? How's it going? Yo, Zishan, what's up, bro? It's going pretty well, man. You know, I mean, uh, it's Monday night, you know, first day of the week, but... Uh, uh, I guess Z-Ball podcast is, is maybe, you know. Okay, fair enough. So let's we'll, we'll discuss uh, the the two series. Uh, usually we start with the Eastern Conference. Today we'll start with the East, uh, the Western Conference. Excuse me, Western Conference Finals. So we got no surprise here: the Golden State Warriors for the fifth straight season taking on the three-seeded Portland Trailblazers, making their first conference finals appearance since 2000. So, obviously, we have Kevin Durant uh, set to miss the first two games of the series. So, what do you, what do you think about this series, Akshay? Who do you think comes out on top? Is it two games or is it one game? I thought it was one. Maybe it's two now. Well, I think he, he's going to be reevaluated on Thursday, so I think he's most likely going to miss the first two games of the series. And possibly more as well. So we'll we'll see what happens from the re- reevaluation. So. I'm thinking, you know what? I think he he's gonna miss more games. I, I think Golden State is just going to slowly see what uh, to see what happens with him, dude. But I don't think they even know how severe this injury is. This possibly could uh, hopefully not, but uh, I hope not that they they don't uh, shut him down for the whole uh, finals. You know. Of the rest of the finals, but yeah, dude, in this series, I can definitely see Golden State winning if Durant comes back. You know, I can definitely see them winning in seven. It's going to be a tough series. I know Portland's on uh, all-time high right now, dude, but I think Portland for them to win, CJ McCollum has to come up big. You know, I think CJ McCollum has to come up big. Um, who's the other player they uh, they have? Uh, I mean, uh, obviously. Lillard has to come up big. But those guys have to play well, you know. I think they'll definitely challenge Golden State. But depending on um, Durant's injury, I, if he's available, if he can come back after one game, two games, I, I see Golden State winning in seven. Okay. All right, yeah, I mean, I think either if, whether Durant plays or not, I'm still going Golden State. So I'm, I'm going to go Golden State in six. I think for the first time uh, probably in a while, uh, Curry and Thompson are going up against the backcourt, back which can kind of keep up with them offensively in Lillard and McCollum. So I think Lillard and McCollum, I think, are going to be able to play well, but it's just those surrounding guys with Portland. I don't know if they're ready for the big moment. 
as much as the the guys on the other side are with the Warriors. I mean, obviously the Warriors are going to be exhausted. Their big guys are going to play big minutes. If Durant's not able to play <coughs> lots of game in this, lots of games in this series, well, I mean, we'll see what how he gets reevaluated. Uh, what kind of grade level his uh, calf sprain is? If it's a grade one, grade two, grade three, we'll see. On on this Thursday, I believe when he gets reevaluated. And, I mean, like I said, whether he plays or not, I think Golden State has too much firepower. I mean, the Rockets the Rockets uh, blew a golden cha- golden opportunity to win that series versus uh, Golden State, and they don't really have any, any more excuses, I guess, because uh, they lost last year without Chris Paul. They lost this season with Kevin Durant sidelined for the last game and a half, so... <coughs> I mean, the Warriors, I mean, they just have that championship pedigree for the last five seasons, and they're, like we've seen, they're, they're becoming a, all, one of those all-time uh, type teams all, going on a four or five, six-season run. So I think they're just going to be too much for the inexperience of Portland, but I think Portland does take two games ultimately, but Golden State's going to move on to his fifth straight finals. Well, Nur- Nur- Nurkic is Nurkic is out for this season. He's been out for a while, but yeah, yeah, he's been out for a while. Uh, I mean, obviously, Cantor has to play, kind of give them a, a presence up front, and then uh, hopefully Rodney Hood is uh, isn't as hurt as we saw, uh, I think, in Game Seven against Denver, because he he se- it seemed like he was providing the their big scoring load off the bench, and then. Uh, Evan Turner played well in Game Seven. Uh, let's see how he can play. And then Zach Collins, Myers Leonard. Uh, I mean, some of these guys, role guys, need to, ha- to need to come up in big shots, make big shots. Uh, so make big defensive plays. So we'll see how they adapt and how they react to that this type of moment against a very tough, experienced uh, Warriors team. So that's ultimately the question of the series. But it's just Golden State in six. I think. These guys are just too seasoned on Golden State. I think they've seen every type of situation in the, this last uh, five-season run. They've only lost one series in that, that five years. So and they've only been pushed to the brink in one other series probably. So I think too much experience, too much talent on Golden State's side, even without Durant, and I'm going to take them in six. All right. All right. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So I guess with that, uh, we'll move on to Eastern Conference Finals. So I guess before we uh, talk about the series, Akshay, a sad end to your Boston Celtics season, losing four straight games to Milwaukee. So what, what was ultimately the, the failure for them in that series after they came out strong in Game 1? Well, the thing is, I, you know, honestly, bro, I, I, if I had to look at it, if I did analyze it, I would think it just... Uh, they played too much ISO, bro, and I think that's what uh, that's what 
I don't believe in ISO. I don't believe in three in, in constant three point shooting. You know, it, 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 you the shot, dude. And take ten, take fifteen. But if you're not making them, don't consistently take them. You know, play some other game. Play um, and take the ball inside. Take time off the clock. Do something different, dude. Go consistently two three pointers. And I think that's what costs him the game. And I think how did he go up, bro? That's another thing. I don't know where he disappeared to in the series. You know, and, and I think, I don't know where he disappeared. I mean, he claims to be, um, he wants to be Batman. And uh, you know what? He had his moment there, but he disappeared. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that wasn't good. And, and you have um, another guy. So, I mean, obviously Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are, are still young. I mean, they have... Uh, I mean, they went to far in last year's playoffs, but they're but this, this is a different year, bro. This is a different year because they're playing with Irving, and they they're not getting touches. Irving's not getting as many shots as you want. They they have to play as a team, but I mean that's no excuse, dude. And that's still no excuse. When you're in the playoffs, you need to produce. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, if Milwaukee's defense stepped up, and uh, I don't think the Celtics found a way to get past it. That's just it's as simple as that. Okay, and then speaking about Kyrie, uh, is he a guy ultimately that's just better off uh, and thrives better as a kind of a, a second option to a main superstar? I do agree, yes. I think that's what case. I mean, he didn't prove it in Boston. I mean, he had, I mean, this was his year uh, to prove that, hey, you know what, I'm the main guy. But when he won the, when all I was on him, he didn't produce. You know, I mean, he didn't produce in, in those four games. They lost. I don't know where the hell he went. I don't know where his mind was. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. I mean, we have to wait and see what happens. But I, I, we don't think Kyrie is that... Um, I, don't, I don't think he's proven to be Batman just yet. I think he still needs a consistent... It uh, doesn't have to be a superstar, but someone who's close to that level to play with. For him to be successful. Okay. I mean, he's rumored to be playing possibly with Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, or LeBron next season. So, would that, uh, is, is this the end of Kyrie in Boston as we see it or no? I mean, I don't think so, though. Honestly, I don't think so because rumors are rumors, bro. And most of the rumors, I know where these rumors are coming from. <laughs> you know? Rumors are made for a reason, dude. They're made to send out false, false statements about people. You know what I mean? Whether it's, uh, uh, Arona Shilbon uh, setting up uh, rumors of Lakers or whether it's uh, ESPN's, um, what's his name, the guy who talks a lot? Stephen A. Smith? Stephen A. Smith is setting out rumors, you know, or, you know, that guy needs to uh, sometimes uh, pull his lip over his He's ESPN's highest paid employee. He's ESPN's highest paid employee. Oh, yeah, dude, 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 because, because he brings ratings, dude. That's what, that's what he does. He talks his ass off and he makes ratings. And, it, and people listen to that, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, people listen to that crap. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, mean, I don't believe in rumors anymore because I've seen things. And I mean, the last NBA season, you see things. A lot of rumors going here and there, but none of these rumors actually come out true. Uh, I don't think I don't think Kyrie is done in, um, in Boston. I think because he, he still has... Uh, I mean, it's really up to him, dude, what he wants to do. If he wants to play with Durant in New York, if he wants to be Robin again in um, 
with the Lakers. Who knows, dude? What's gonna happen? But um, I don't think he he's made up his mind. And with the Celtics, with the bird right, he can he gets the most money. Whether money is important to him or why not, because he really has a championship, so it's really up to him. And I really don't know what's on his mind. You know, at this time, I don't know what he's thinking. You know, if Boston can't get like Anthony Davis in a trade, and they can pair him up with Kyrie, I mean, would Kyrie do that? Who knows? You know, that's only time will tell. But I think, I think something will happen. But I don't think it's hundred percent said that the rumors are out there. I think they're just there for a reason. They're there to. For speculation, they're there to give Stephen A. Smith ammunition to speak his mind. They're there for other people to say other things. You know, like, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brian Windhorst? I mean, dude, I got, I got, I got to crap. I mean, whatever he says, nothing comes true. Our buddy Zuhorst? Hmm? Our buddy Zuhorst, who's been following LeBron his entire career? Oh, yeah, maybe Zuhorst too, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That guy just all LeBron, dude. Whatever he says, it's always positive LeBron. He never says anything negative about him. So, dude, it's just, I mean, media is there to be the media, bro. That's just simple as that. They're, they're there, they get paid to say what they're told to get paid. I mean, to say. Most of these guys, I'm sure they tell them about this. Speak about this, you know? And they, and they end up speaking about this because they, they're getting the money, dude. At the end of the day, they're getting the money. So it's the same. I mean, I don't think they really. I don't think they even really know who's gonna. I mean, what's gonna happen? You know what I mean? I mean, but then again, on the other end, dude, it's like, do you want Curry back in Boston? That's another thing, bro. Because you see what happened. He's not a team player. He, he, he's proven to do. You know, a team player. He's proven to have attitude issues. You know, I mean, especially when you have young talent, just like how he cried to. Uh, I mean, not cry, but he called LeBron and said, I apologize. Dude, you're the main guy there in the Celtics, and you're playing with younger guys in Tatum and Brown, and then it's like, it's your job to, to mentor them, bro. I mean, this is what you came out saying. You, I learned my lesson in uh, Cleveland, now I'm a Boston, that's my chance, and dude, he failed to do it. It's as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. Well, it's interesting to see what happened. It's going to be a long season long off season, but we'll see what happens. It's gonna be it's definitely gonna be fun. That's it. that's for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean for Kyrie, I mean all signs point to him have a very strong possibility that he's not in Boston. I mean just everything from every angle you look at it, I mean the vibe doesn't look good with the teammates, uh the vibe doesn't look good with the, the fan base uh, his body language does not look good. Uh, the last couple games he played uh, against Milwaukee, uh, everything just points to him leaving. And I mean, in regards to kind of the media, I mean, some of those sometimes they are right. I mean, I, I think Stephen A was the one that knew where LeBron was going to Miami when he signed with them initially. So. I'll go ahead and put that record. I may be wrong on this, but, but I, I, I 
think Kyrie is the kind of player. I think he's sort of different than the other players. Where I think he look at long and hard, which way is the best way for me? You know, dude, if he goes to New York, it's like okay. If he goes to New York, and let's say uh, Durant goes to New York, I mean that's obviously could be a superstar team. But where's the bench? Who else can they sign? I mean, there's rumors that that, uh, that there's rumors that they might. Uh, They're gonna get Zion. They're gonna get Zion, the number one pick. Well, that's Zion, yeah, but but dude, I mean, how well? Okay, that's Zion. That's one guy. We need more guys. I mean, there's rumor that they that they might go after Chambers here of the Celtics, you know. But dude, you you think if uh, if, uh, if Kyrie leaves, Ainge is not going to offer Chambers here the max? Of course he is. So that that would be a mistake, I think, offering Terry Rozier the max. I think he sucks. So. I mean, but but in the meantime, they need a point guard. If if Rozier leaves, and if Kyrie leaves, Rozier leaves. Um, if they need a point guard, whether they draft a point guard in the draft, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they might trade for one in a package for AD. Who knows what they're going to do? I mean, I I can't say, but. I don't think Ainge is that stupid that if if Kyrie uh, uh, leaves, is Razier. I don't think he's gonna he's, he's gonna he's gonna just leave uh, uh, just have uh, Razier leave so easily. Of course, he, he's gonna fight with him because he's the one who drafted him higher than most of the league thought he should be drafted. Even I thought that when he drafted him, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> you know, Razier could easily be could have been picked up. Picks a blow where you picked it. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, not Interesting with Ainge, you never know, dude. The guy's a, a master gambler. You don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he can just simply take away. He can simply just trade Tatum. He can trade Brown. He can trade Smart. He can trade those picks all for Anthony Davis, and with no guarantee that uh, uh, that Anthony Davis is going to resign. So, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's, it's just sort of wait and see, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So, you, you strong indication on your side Kyrie's going to stay a Celtic. I, no, I, I don't think he's... I mean, I don't think he's going to... I mean, it's not strong indication he's going to stay, but I think it's more... It's not as uh, as strong as people think it is that he's going to jump ship. That's what I think. Okay, yeah. For me, I mean, all signs point, point to... Uh, an exit for Kyrie, but month and a half remaining. Players change their mind, like I say all the time. Lot, lots, <laughs> every other couple weeks. So we'll see what happens in the next month and a half. But I, with that, I mean, I think that's that's enough Celtics talk for tonight. Let's we'll move on to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we got the one and two seed, the Milwaukee Bucks, taking on the Toronto Raptors. And this one, it looks like we're going to have a new Eastern Conference champion. No more LeBron for the first time in the Eastern Conference for <laughs> since, what, 09, when Dwight and the Magic went to the finals? Or, or 2010, sorry, when the, your Celtics went to the finals. So then uh, we saw Kawhi uh, hit that spectacular uh, buzzer beater, the only buzzer beater in Game 7 history. Uh, it bounced around the rim about like four times. <laughs> what an amazing scene! And then 
On the other side with Milwaukee, we saw them come back dominant after losing the first game versus Boston, and it looks like they have a very good, uh, well-balanced all-around team, uh, and they have players that can excel and play well on both sides. So what do you see in this one, Akshay? Uh, who do you see coming out uh, and representing the Eastern Conference in the finals? Okay, yeah, I mean, the Raptors with me, I mean, outside of Kawhi, I mean, I'm not really seeing where I can get consistent play from anyone else. I mean, Pascal Siakam here and there. Uh, it looks like all those other guys, I mean, just scared at the moment. And I'm, I'm not really even one that pays attention much to and likes to get on players for kind of shying away. But it's just really odd. I mean, you never really see Kawhi take a, uh, in the ballpark of 40 shots, and that's what he... That's what he took against uh, uh, against Philadelphia, excuse me, in Game Seven, and that's I mean that's problematic. I think if he has to take that that, that amount of shots uh, on a consistent basis against a very long and athletic Milwaukee team, and I don't I don't really know where they go for scoring outside of Kawhi. I mean Kawhi scored forty one, I think, and the Raptors still ended up with only ninety two, I think, in Game Seven. I mean, Kyle Lowry, I mean, that's just like an interesting case. I mean, have you ever seen a player uh, dip that much from regular season to playoffs? I mean, is there any other player that we... We've... I've not seen that. That's what's, that's what's sort of amazing to me and what is so shocking. It's like this postseason, he hasn't really shown up too much. You know, I don't know who the hell he's gone to. You know what I mean? But I think uh, Kyrie, I mean, not Kyrie, Kawhi is just being on the team. I just, I just have a feeling that his will... That, that the way he plays, I think it's going to inspire the Raptors. You know, because this is like the because this is like the Raptors have have always done this. Dude. For years, when they had uh, a DeRozan, it's like they get in the playoffs, but they don't get much farther than that. Something happens. It's like they have a curse. You know what I mean? It's something happens. They don't get farther than that. Le- Le- LeBron, LeBron has something to do with that. I think so. But. Well, yeah. well, obviously, yeah, that's the case, but. But, but still, I think with now it's why uh, is a totally different team. It's, it's a totally different mindset. You see what I'm saying? And I think they have guys. Um, they have guys like in. I mean, have Milwaukee has a lot of depth. You know, Giannis here. Now they have guys, uh, multiple guys who they can put on him and sort of slow him down. That's the only way you can do it. You can't stop him, but you have to slow him down. I mean, you have Gasol. You have uh, Serge Ibaka. I think I think Siakam down. is their best option for to guard. Uh, what's it? You think it? 
to guard ya- Siakam is probably their best option. Obviously, you can put Kawhi on him, but I think that's going to zap too much energy from Kawhi. And... No, zap too much energy, exactly. Well, see, uh, I don't think Siakam, because the problem is he needs to score, you know? So, I don't know. If Danny Green? I don't want too much energy. Maybe Danny Green is not that big, big dude. I, I don't know. I, I think Danny Green should be placed on one of the Milwaukee's uh, other players. Now, I, I, I don't call all of them right now, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of uh, kind of cross matches that um, Nick Nurse is going to have to look at in regards to dealing with Milwaukee's length. Uh, obviously, they got I mean, Middleton, Bledsoe, Giannis, and then they got Brooke Lopez, and then they have guys off the bench who are long as well. I mean, Pat Connaughton is a, a good player for them off the bench. He can shoot the three ball. So for for Toronto, I think the main thing for me, like I've – like I said earlier, I mean, where are they going to find scoring outside of Kawhi? I mean, on a consistent basis. I mean, obviously Siakam will have maybe two his two good games in the series, but uh, I don't I don't see much from them outside of Kawhi. I mean, I don't know what what's going on with Kyle Lowry. I mean, this is not just a kind of a one series type thing for him. This is an ordeal for him that's been going on for probably four or five playoffs in a, in a row and it's really bizarre to kind of see an all-star level level player uh do something like that and go through something like that but it's just that's kind of becoming uh his reputation now in the playoffs and I don't really know if he can snap out of it so I mean because of that I think I'm gonna go Milwaukee in seven I mean I think Toronto is gritty and they're physical they can kind of muck it up a little so because of that i think it'll be a long series at, but milwaukee with the home court i think will will come out on top and with Giannis, i think uh delivering the the big uh the big shots and pressure moments and i think it's going to be yeah i mean it's very possible i mean there has to be something done i mean that- I think uh, the Raptors roster, I think they're going to I think something will happen. You know, I mean, uh, the Raptors, uh, I think, uh, to definitely play well. Uh, I think their defense has to step up to the ball. But uh, I, I just think that right now they're at an all-time high. You know, I think, uh, I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot of you know, bad blood. They're not, I wouldn't say bad blood, but I mean, it, there's a lot of, like, thirst on them from offense. You know, I think they're very hungry. Uh, to win, so uh, I think that could play a huge advantage in this, in this series. Yeah, I mean, there's hunger, hunger all around. I mean, the Raptors uh, never been to the finals. Obviously, Milwaukee has been to the finals very few times in their in their um, franchise's history. They haven't been to the conference finals since 2001 when they lost to Allen Iverson and the Sixers. So, you got two kind of teams here who haven't really experienced much success recently obviously toronto has been in the hunt more recently than milwaukee they've kind of had a couple second round they went to the conference finals three years ago against cleveland and lost in six so i mean obviously toronto as a as a city i mean is definitely hungry to get it to an nba finals but i don't think that's entirely gonna be gonna pull them through because i just think milwaukee's too too well balanced on both sides both offensively defensively and they can throw a lot of different looks a lot of different small ball lineups at you and i think 
that's going to be the difference in my opinion, I think. And then Giannis, I think, will be just as good as Kawhi or maybe even slightly better. But, and I think that's going to be the difference. So I'll, I'm going to go Milwaukee in seven with the home court. But, I mean, I think it'll be two good series on, on both sides, uh, Eastern and Western Conference, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching kind of the Warriors play a little longer without uh, Kevin Durant and then watching two relatively uh, new teams on the Eastern Conference, so it should be exciting. Agreed, bro. Agreed. Okay. Well, so with that, uh, that'll wrap it up. What was that? Sorry. No, no, no. I, I said all right, yeah. I, I think it's going to be an interesting series, dude. I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a long series. I mean, there's going to be um, a lot of, uh, how would I say, there's going to be a lot of uh, exciting plays in this, in this series. And, uh, but I think, uh, I don't know, dude, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. So that'll we'll wrap it up for our uh, coverage of the conference finals. Akshay, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy both conference final series, and I'll be back to discuss the NBA finals in a couple weeks. Thank you.